Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to the Marvelicious Toys 2015 Year in Review. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And this is Justin. And we are joined this week by some very special guests. We've got Jeff, one of our photo editors. I am Jeff, and I am so very effing special. <laughs> We've got David from Marvel Toy News. Hey, it's a pleasure to be back on the show this year. And we've got Scott from Action Figure Blues Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. Thank you all for coming. We're always glad to have you guys here. I mean, I talk to you guys on Twitter and through email throughout the year. but And the Facebook. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, the, the Book of Face. Yes. Wasn't that a San Diego exclusive this year? It was. It was. <laughs> yep. I got eight of them. But as we look back on the year that was, it's great to have you guys here. Just to refresh everybody, why don't you guys go through and talk about what Marvel collecting you do? And we'll go in reverse order. Scott, why don't you start us off? Because you have a collection that I'm jealous of. <laughs> so my, I started off as a um, action figure collector, but I've kind of morphed into a statue collector, um, which just means I'm poorer than you know action figure collectors. And uh, I have a huge Marvel Bowen Designs um, collection which may be finished now, we'll see. And uh, that takes up a, a fair bit of my display space. Um, still collecting Marvel Legends, um, but I am a DC guy as well, so I've got quite a big um, DC statue collection as well. But in terms of Marvel um, Bone Designs, I collect the Kotobukiya, Bishojo statues, um, and whatever else I like and can afford. Do you have a warehouse or how big is your... <laughs> I, no, I have a very understanding wife. Um, I have uh, kind of two display spaces, one that's um, in the kind of man cave um, space. That's where all my Bowen stuff is. And then the DC stuff is kind of out a bit more public, but nice. So the flip side of um, having a wife that will let me display it is that I've got nice cabinets because that was the kind of rule. If they have to be out, then they have to be behind glass and not look like dog crap so <laughs> well that's um, a win-win yeah for sure i do have a little storage unit that um all the boxes of statues live in because that once you become a statue collector then you got to keep the boxes in case you move or sell them mm -hmm. and so yeah i have a little storage unit and the and the guy that um runs it actually listens to our show so when i moved i live in melbourne in australia and um when i moved um, to Melbourne and had to find a new storage unit. You got to explain to them what's in there. And uh, when I started explaining, he said, "Oh, you know, I collect stuff as well." And then he said, "Oh, you're not from Action Figure Blues, are you?" <laughs> yep. So I get a di I get a discount on my storage unit. Um, nice. Just pretty cool. So I hope he never leaves that job. <laughs> <laughs> we got our own storage unit this year too, for the very same reason. It was fine when I actually didn't display my statues. But as I started opening them, the space it took doubled because now you have the statue and an equal sized box the statue came in. And I'm like, yeah, we just got to go to the storage unit. And I don't think that they care what we put in our storage unit. They didn't really ask at all. I'm pretty sure we could just store like the dead bodies in there. No one would blink an eye. <laughs> yeah, we have more like, you know, kind of rules in Australia. 
Um, <laughs> so I, I thought think, Australia I just, was no rules, just right. <laughs> no, I don't know about that yet. Uh, I, I, in where I used to live, um, when I, they you know just said, oh, I think it's more just like a so what are you going to be keeping here sort of thing. And I when I explained to the lady like uh, it's basically boxes of empty boxes, she thought it was hilarious. Every time that she saw me, she'd say, and how are the boxes of boxes going? Like, <laughs> so, They're fine, thank you. So Scott, can I get you to say that's not a box, this is a box? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not really, like, I, I'm an American that lives in Australia, so I, the, the um, um, accent doesn't really pay off. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> well, also with a very understanding wife and a nice statue collection, also somebody who... I, between the three of us, I think we all just look at each other and go, how much did you buy? But to bead. Yeah, speaking of warehouses, we moved into a new house this summer and it sort of looks like a warehouse right now. We've been here four years and we still have three rooms like that. I oh, think boy. the Ark is in one. Yeah, we, we, we had delusions. I really thought like we would just rent a little U-Haul and we'd load up my boxes and we'd make one trip up to the house and we would have everything done. It didn't work out that way. It was about three weeks of driving back and forth, about an hour and a half like each way and bringing little shipments of boxes with us and moving them into the house. And I would move them into one room and then we'd want to clean up that room. So I would move them into another room. And finally, like I started to disperse things out. And now there's just a few boxes in every room. So maybe we should try that, Marjorie, a few boxes in every room versus your office, my photo studio and my game room being floor to ceiling. No, because this is all sounding very familiar. Oh, we got to clean this room. We need to move these boxes out. And so they go in another room and then you just keep going back and forth. Keeps things fresh. But Dabid, what what kind of statues do you collect and how into figures are you? Well, unfortunately, I collect a little bit of everything. My main Marvel collecting focus had been Bowen design statues, but with Bowen not coming out anymore, I've moved on to getting a little bit of Kotobukiya and a little bit of Sideshow and a little bit of everything. And because of the sheer amount of Marvel stuff that's come out this year, a little bit is actually a lot. Yeah. Uh, the, the main thing that I thought I had been spending my money on this year was Hot Toys. I thought that I'd spent more money on Hot Toys than anything else. But when I was getting prepared for the show, I was actually tabulating up to see what I had spent the most on this year. And it turns out that it's Funko. Oh my gosh, oh. how much Funko are you buying? Because that's like only $10 each, maybe a little bit more. That's kind of worries me. Well, the, the Funko wasn't a problem until I went to the <laughs> Toy Fair in February. And when I was at the Toy Fair in February, I saw their Funko Hikari sofa bee display with them everywhere. Oh. And I fell in love. And I was convinced that I would be a completist with the Hikari line. And for a couple months this year, probably about the first half of the year, I was. And then I realized that I was quickly going to run out of money. Money, space, sanity. Because those things go on clearance a lot too. <laughs> but you never so, know. If you're a completist, you can't bet on it. Are those the things that look like evil giant jelly babies? Yes. Yes. Okay. That might be the best description I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're stealing that. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Safubis. I remember when I saw them at Toy Fair as well, I was like, wow, that's a really nice line. But I knew what they cost, and I was like, okay, we're going to just maybe one of each. I did start off a little bit too deep in. I got like five or six Spider-Man, but other than that, yeah. I like that line, too, because the minute I saw him, I was like, oh, well, there's a line I can roundly ignore. <laughs> in, in Australia, they cost about $100. 
Yeah, yeah. they're about 80, 90 here, right? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. But so that's why you wait for them to go on clearance or sale. They sell them at, we have a store called Hot Topic, and they end up usually half off there or more. 30% off everything at the store today if anybody needs a Sofubi. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff, what about you? What do you collect? Uh, first of all, a shout out to Mr. Curtis and Mr. Anderson, who have kept my sanity at bay for all year. Because if it weren't for those two guys doing all the photo editing that they do, I would be having, uh, you know, Galactus effect all year round. You're still a little post-traumatic stress disorder from when I got my sideshow Galactus maquette two years ago, and then it was broken, and I had to send it back after taking eh, 600, 700 photos. And then I got a new one, and I took another 500, 600 but photos. But it's the same statue. But it had a different cosmic dust pattern yep. on the base <laughs> dust oh my god uh, anyway so that's what i do here um hey as far as collecting it's kind of a curse but it's more of a blessing in that i really prefer to find things in stores because i'm really picky about how paint apps can be especially things like eyes and so due to that i bought a hell of a lot less this year than i normally would i i just uh, a lot of the waves of legends i just haven't found complete ones of or even like you know a couple have you know trickled out here and there uh, i'm still looking for a misty eye with two eyes misty night with two eyes looking in the same direction uh, that's that's a big that's a grail now i guess but you know other things like um i try to keep up with you know i buy like a little bit of everything in terms of action figures the infinite series three and three quarter inch figures i you know i've only bought like two of them because quite frankly one wave Still, I've never seen in stores. It was the wave that had a Daredevil in it. I've never seen that. I've never seen uh, the, the the wave that's got Korg. I found Korg like in a collectible store, and Korg's awesome. Korg's like the one figure I was really looking forward to all year, even though he's just a dumb thing redo deco. But <laughs> I do like Korg. Uh, but yeah, so that's it. I, I uh, buy a few things here and there. Uh, I try to keep up with the Japanese stuff. The um, the only thing I've really bought so far outside of uh, Samurai Darth Vader is the uh, figure arts Captain America. And it's not necessarily because of availability. It's actually kind of been, I saw them and didn't quite live up to what I was expecting in some cases, especially Hulk, which is sad, but that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> or one of your problems? Is that? Yes. He's got 99 problems and figure arts is one. Maybe we'll have a quiz at the end of the show. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you only wanted to buy um, things in person, you wouldn't have much in Australia because uh, we get very little of the um, Hasbro stuff at retail. Well, let's get talking about the year in Marvel. This year we had four Marvel movies come out. We had Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Fantastic Four. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Is that Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm fine. Go on. Sorry. <laughs> and Kingsman, the Secret Service. I saw four of these, sadly. I'm sorry. And they, one of them really stood out, but I'll save my opinion. And did you guys see these? Did you have a favorite? Did, did Age of Ultron live up to the hype? Did Fantastic Four? <laughs> there was no hype for that. <laughs> hey, I bought a whole lot of Orange Crush for that freaking movie. <laughs> I, I did not see Fantastic Four because I didn't want to catch brain cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's the reason I didn't buy the orange crush. <laughs> <laughs> did you edit the photos of it? Or was that yeah, I did. Some else? of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was out of it, too, when you only had, like, the three flavors. You, like, you didn't find the, the cherry one with Human Torch. And then, like, I don't know, three months later, hey, here's that cherry flavored one. Damn it. <laughs> 
So who did anybody see Fantastic Four outside of Arnie and Marguerite? Jeff, did you? Hell no. No. <laughs> this definitely you lost silent. me a doom hacker. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this is the most interesting topic. Why didn't you see it? I mean, Doom Hacker, I don't know that that was entirely the case. It was kind of the case. This movie underwent such terrible editing and changes in post. But you're forgetting the worst part of the entire movie is that the thing didn't wear pants. <laughs> you saw Thing Butt more than you wanted to see Thing Butt. Was there a Thing Thing? There was not a Thing Thing. He was like a Barbie doll down there. My thingaling, my thingaling. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why in the sequel, Alicia is going to be really frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I there know, was not going to be a sequel now. I mean, if he did have a thingaling, that could be frustrating as well. Like a lot of rage and frustration. But that... he needs to get his rocks off. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, 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 yeah. Well, oh, we had here. Blue Wang with uh, Night. I'm sorry, with Watchmen. True. <laughs> the audience still haven't recovered from that. They're still bitching oh. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, let's move on to movies that we have seen. Uh, <laughs> well, how... you know what? I'll, I'm going to go with the oddball still. Okay, nobody saw Fantastic Four. What about Kingsman? I think it's technically a Marvel movie. Did anyone see it? And if not, how big do you regret your biggest mistake of the year? <laughs> I, I have to still hate. catch it on video. <laughs> I, I did see it after many recommendations from, from you, Arnie. And it happens to be on HBO On Demand now, so you can catch it whenever you want. And I tell you what, it is two hours and ten minutes of awesome. See, it is, it's a good movie. I, I dare say it might have been the best Marvel movie this year. Hey, it's up there. <laughs> what What's the Marvel link? I... It's a comic. Yeah, it was written by Mark Millar, published by Icon Comics, which is the creator-owned branch of Marvel Comics. So it's a Marvel imprint go. comic. So it doesn't open up with the Marvel fanfare or the... The Marvel logo or anything, but yeah, technically it's a Marvel movie. Cool. If you want to be inclusive about it. <laughs> we don't want any movie shaming. <laughs> Especially since Marvel Cinematic Universe shamed themselves enough with Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. Oh! Ooh. I don't know if I go that far, but yeah, they, didn't they like were both let down in a little on the way. <laughs> I loved Ant-Man. Really? Yeah, I really did. Good. Yeah. Okay. I didn't dislike Ant-Man, but... It was certainly in the running with Thor 2 for the least impressive Marvel movie ever, which still, I mean, is above bar for me. I, over at Now Playing, I haven't not recommended a single Marvel Cinematic Universe movie yet, and I'm more than willing to if they make me. But this one, it was just so kiddy, so generic. So, I, they haven't made a movie this bland since Phase 1. I saw it with my kids. I've got two early teenage daughters who dictate most of my movie viewing. You know, and I guess they really enjoyed it. Like our family enjoyed it. And yeah, I, I just thought it was great fun. I love Paul Rudd. I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was just not, I was expecting more from it. And it's kind of like, for me, the way that pretty much every movie I've seen this year, except for maybe Jurassic World, everything's been, I don't want to use the word let down, but it's just not, as much as I was hoping for, or as much as I was expecting. Mad Max? I didn't even see that. Sorry. Whoa. I didn't. I don't. I don't. I don't go to movies that much. <laughs> but I. Uh, but yeah, I just, it just. It's just when I saw you know Paul Rudd, I go, okay, this is going to be like the irredeemable Ant Man. 
And that would have been a hell of a lot of fun. And and this was fun too. And I admit the, the parts, you know, with the ants and all the training and stuff, that was all great. That was fine. It's just, there's nothing, I can't really put my finger on anything that was outright wrong with it. It's just, it just didn't click as much for me as I thought it would. Hmm. I think what it comes down to is that it's, it's maybe not a movie made for the hardcore Marvel fan. And, and that might be on purpose. I think it's an entry point for people coming into the universe and not having to go back all the way through phase one and two to get into this universe that's continuing on in perpetuity at this point. You know, I mean, I have a 10-year-old daughter, and it's her favorite Marvel movie ever. She loved every minute of it. She likes it more than Guardians? I think so. Really? Ooh. Wow. I mean, she still loves Groot and Rocket as characters a whole heck of a lot. But as far as a movie goes, she'll watch Ant-Man all the way through every time as opposed to Guardians. She gets a little bored in the middle. Hmm. And I kind of felt that the charm of Paul Rudd really didn't carry through because, I mean, Paul Rudd's been in some crap movies and <laughs> he's still funny and still Paul Rudd and he's cute and he's funny and attractive and he's got a lot of charm to him. And then he gets here and he's just kind of blah. Where and I thought Michael Douglas like stole all the charm. I thought he was amazing in this movie. And then, of course, Michael Pena, who stole every scene he was in. <laughs> Absolutely. He was just phenomenal. OK, well, now let's get to the big baddie. Age of Ultron. Do you guys all see that? For sure. I, I I didn't think it was great. Like I, you know, I, I loved it in terms of just all the little fan moments and particularly some of the big team battle scenes where, you know, as a kid who grew up reading the comics and things, it was, you know, a real fun kind of um, thing to watch. But I didn't feel like it hung together as well as I would have liked it to in the end um i haven't rushed back to watch it again on you know dvd i'd rather watch avengers um but but you know by saying that i, I think some of the this is probably why we can't have nice things you know because <laughs> we, we, you know we get so um blasé to amazing stuff that people are doing that you're like oh yeah it wasn't fabulous <laughs> it was the avengers on screen I thought it was okay. I mean, I, I, I ran out and I, I bought the two uh, exclusive steel books over at Best Buy on the day that those came out, and I've never opened them. And I, I saw it a couple times in theaters <laughs> with different people, and they they weren't as enthusiastic about it as I was. After we saw the movie, I, I had previously bought my wife the uh, Hot Toys Black Widow figure, and she'd had it in on her desk, like in her room. And after we saw the movie, she put it back in the box and was like, I don't like Black Widow anymore. Take this back. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> now that's bold. Was it the pregnancy thing? She just didn't like the portrayal of Black Widow in the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I laughed because I thought you meant the actress, but not the story element. I forgot about that. <laughs> She was pregnant while she filmed this. Damn this character. <laughs> Damn this character. She was pregnant while filming. Um, it's, um... You could just smell the estrogen through the screen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, and then I, I rushed out to buy Black Widow toys and I couldn't find any. <laughs> no. um, yeah, that was a weird one. <laughs> I, you know, as, as far as it, when, when the movie was coming out, I was I was looking so forward to it because the first one was so great. And they'd since then, we would gotten Winter Soldier, which after watching Age of Ultron again recently on Blu-ray, I got to concur. Winter Soldier still, for me, holds the top spot on yes! the Marvel movies. You're my favorite now. It's, um, oh, me too. I'm with you. That's my favorite Marvel Yeah, movie. I, I watched it again like as soon as the Civil War trailer came out, and that that movie has lost none of its edge. It's fantastic. 
I agree with that. I, I do feel I need to see Age of Ultron again. I too bought both Steelbooks plus the Target exclusive, and all three are still shrink-wrapped here. And <laughs> my Phase 2 box set was just delivered, and it's still shrink-wrapped too. But I think around New Year's, I need to revisit that movie. But I remember kind of a sense of, yeah, it's Avengers on screen and that kicks ass. And Hawkeye has a farm? Okay. Hawkeye has got a family. He, he's, he's living the American dream out there in the middle of nowhere with Linda Cardellini. And there are 2.5 kids. I do wonder <laughs> if we had not had the complete media saturation about the film. Um for such a long time, and particularly uh, covering toy releases, I felt like... So I'd you're blaming seen... us for the movie not being good? Is this what you're saying? No, I'm so, <laughs> I do it too. Like, you know, we report on all this stuff, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to see any more of this. I just want to see the movie. And so by the time you you know get in, how much of it is actually fresh or a surprise? Whereas if you'd seen that without such a complete knowledge of what everything was going to look like, etc. I wonder if I'd feel differently um, where there just wasn't enough new or surprising by the time I actually got to the film um, to feel blown away. I think that the movie suffered from way too many characters and, you know, we, we already had a totally kick-ass Scarlet Witch and the best movie incarnation of Quicksilver will ever get back with X-Men Days of Future Past. And then here we get him, and... You didn't see that comic? It was terrible, exactly. <laughs> you as good of a Russian accent as that guy, who was kick-ass, yeah. but not in this movie. Yeah. I, yeah. I just felt there's too much going on, and it was it was a whole bunch of talking and enough fighting, and it was just very... I don't know, it didn't hit the mark for me, and I haven't seen it since opening weekend. Yeah, I, I can... Because I know a lot of people were, you know, had a, a big issue with, you know, the multiple plot, plot points and things... Uh, you know, inserted to set up for future movies. And, you know, while I can understand people not liking that, I personally don't have a problem with that because that's Marvel. Marvel's yeah. been doing that in comics for decades. So I'm okay with that. That's, that's why I, I like Iron Man too. That's why I, I like the, the setup in there. But so when they do the stuff like, you know, Thor going, you know, into the spa, <laughs> I can't remember when I was poor, we had a, we wanted a spa, we had a fart in the tub. <laughs> I was hoping for a moment like that. <laughs> But it's, um, you know, so all those things, it's like, yeah, I, I understand it can halt momentum. But to me, the, the biggest issue I guess I had was with Ultron himself. I just, I didn't, I don't know. It's it, Visually, he was fine. I just, for some reason, it's it was just like his whole, you know, attitude through James Spader's voice. It just, it never, I don't know, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Just, here's a, here's a, he's just entirely too human in it, I thought. I agree. It, it kept taking me out of the movie because... It was so James Spader. Um, I felt like too much of him as uh, an actor came through. And so I kept having these kind of out of movie thoughts about, you know, waiting for Denny Crane to light up a cigar on the balcony. Love Denny Crane. Good reference. It, Tony yeah. Stark. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just, it, I mean, I think James Spader is brilliant. I think it was a fantastic performance, but I think it was the wrong choice for um, voicing that character and making Ultron a, a, a real baddie. I'll tell you the point where it went too far, and it's not really Spader's performance, it's the writing. When Ultron got neurotic and lonely, that's when it's like, <laughs> you know, that's a little too humanized, you know? And that's why, you know, James Spader, he can play a lot of emotions. 
Human he, is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, like maybe that's the angle they were going for when they cast it. <laughs> mm. uh, but then the, the one thing that, that I cannot forgive, and it's a small thing, it's entirely a nitpick, but do not, please, stop teasing me with the Avengers Assemble line. Say the damn line already. It's been two movies. You don't end this movie. Cut it off halfway through. I cheered yeah. when I was watching the the, uh, the the gag reel on the Blu-ray and Scarlett Johansson jumps in and going, assemble, like that. It's like, yes, finally. Oh, wait, that didn't count. Uh, <laughs> fan hey. edit, Jeff, fan edit. Yeah, I mean, uh, Infinity War 1 better start off with just somebody yelling out, assemble, and then move yeah. on to whatever <laughs> action there is. Jeff, and if it helps, I have trained my dogs from when the first Avengers movie came out. I just open the back door and say, chihuahuas, assemble, and they all come running in. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it, we'll it, add that to the fan edit list. Yeah, it, the neighbors probably think I'm crazy, but when I let them out, when they're when I think they're done, I just open the back door and say, "Chihuahuas assemble!" and they all come running in. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say for me, overall, I enjoyed Age of Ultron visually, and you know, as a story, great, whatever. But I think the real thing going on here is that those big tentpole movies are becoming more for the masses and less for us fans. They're making for the people who don't necessarily see the Winter Soldier and Iron Man 3, you know? Uh, I liked Hulkbuster before. It was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it seems like they're sneaking the best movies into these episodic ones. You know, I think we're all looking forward to Civil War now. That looks like it might be the best Marvel movie yet. And yet have more Avengers than Avengers. Right. <laughs> but what I found absolutely best about the two movies this year. I mean, I enjoyed them, but perhaps the best part was all the figures they rang in. I mean, the Marvel Legends this year have been astounding, and I did some math before we got to record, because Justin, Marjorie, and I have been saying on this show virtually every episode, my God, there have been a lot of Marvel Legends this year. Amazing. There have been 66 figures this year. Wow. 38 regular releases. 23 exclusive figures, and then five more exclusive figures only available in the UK. <sighs> That's a hell of a lot of Legends. Yeah, if there was any question at this point, if Legends was back or not, I think, <laughs> I think this answers it. Putting those numbers up there like that is just, there's no denying that Marvel Legends are what is driving collectors nowadays. I will say that does include Build-A-Figures in that count, so you didn't have to buy 66, but you have 66 figures. <laughs> How many did you guys get of that? You're not an exact number, but like all, most, some? Most. <laughs> some. 65. <laughs> Which one didn't you get? Which what? was the one? What, where? And did you draw a line, or was it that you just couldn't find it? It, it was the Walmart, or I'm sorry, the Walgreens exclusive Ant-Man, the Black Ant figure. And I drew the line when the Eric O'Grady that they chose to release was a figure that is not Eric O'Grady at all, but a costume that was only worn by a robot doppelganger villain who was impersonating <laughs> Eric O'Grady. But that won't so fit so on the text at the bottom of the package, though. It's too I much. <laughs> I love that you've informed me of that. I absolutely love that you look at that outfit and you know exactly where it's from. And then you go, and I'm not buying that. <laughs> the the wow. robot doppelganger impersonator Ant-Man was a step too far for me. 
If this was He-Man, they should have just called it Faker. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> See, Hasbro, this is what happens when you dip just way too far into the obscure characters. You <laughs> piss off to me. It was an Ant-Man too far. <laughs> so I guess I have all of them, but whatever. What are the five UK exclusives you're you're referring to there, Arnie? Remember that Avengers pack that had like a Hulk, a Captain America, a Thor, all slightly repainted? Oh, yeah. Is there an Ultron in it? Yeah, there is. It was okay, that yeah. Hulk, too. That, yeah, that that green one from the first you know set of two packs from Toys R Us. Yeah. That good mold. But nothing yeah, entirely new there, just slightly different, right? No, just repaints and... It's come down in price. It's only now 140 on eBay, whereas it had gone up north of 200 when it, when the movie was new. Yikes! That's 140 US, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's only like two billion Australian. So. <laughs> and the big <laughs> thing here is you got the unmasked Tony Stark head that you can swap off. Ooh. Let me let me ask you this: How hard is it to get your hands on some of these retailer exclusives down there in Australia? Um, so in Australia at the moment, we tend to get at retail about one Marvel Legends wave a year. And so this year it was the All-Father wave, um, was the one that was around um, at, so we have, uh, we have Target and Kmart, which are not, they're, they're licensed versions of the American ones are not actually the same business so and and ex we have toys r us as well um as then meyer which is not your meyer it's m-e-y-e-r and it's like our big one of our high-end um department stores um so meyer will get in a bit they tend to get in the infinite series um like the three and three quarter stuff um but in terms of six inch the only one of those that made it to retail here this year was all father so everything else, you've either got to order. Uh, specialty, specialty stores get them, but the Hasbro um, shipping to to Australia, I don't, is ridiculous. So they end up being you can pay fifty bucks a figure in a, a specialty store, so it's cheaper to order them online. Ouch. So I got most, yeah. So I would have gotten all of these except for the All Father Wave, which I did get at retail. We do get ex we the exclusives. Um, don't always come to Australia because like, so we don't have Walgreens for example. So those very nice American friends sent to me the target three pack. I could paper my wall with it is everywhere here. Um, I think we actually got that target three pack before the U S did, um, for whatever reason. And I don't know if you guys still have it everywhere, but we have it everywhere here. Yeah, we do too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the, all the, convention stuff etc um that all i had to get friends to help my sister-in-law actually was at san diego this year for work and so she got me all the stuff which was just awesome she nice. was at the con for work or she just happened to be in the city and somehow made it into the convention no no she works for oculus ah uh, yeah so it's very hard trying to explain the stuff that you want to someone who has no understanding of what you're talking about as well uh, you know, like, I'm like, I want the thing and it looks like a book and it's got like people in it. And, um, but she, they was trying to convey the, the process of trying to get in line at Hasbro too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause that, that's kind of just like, um, I call it Mumbai rules and yeah. okay. You get it. Okay. Oh, totally. Yeah. 40 people die a day in India just getting on and off buses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's so. what that's what the Hasbro <laughs> toy shop line is like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like India and yeah. it's horrifying. 
I've had bruises, been punched, <laughs> pushed, um, been closer to people that I don't know that I've ever wanted to be with clothes on <laughs> or off. And it's just, it's a very frightening experience. Yeah. Yeah. But that set ranks among some of my favorite legends this year. I mean, oh, yeah. that Doctor Strange Book of Vishanti set, I literally have the Book of Vishanti figures inside of it sitting on a bookshelf in our house at a very public viewing point because it's just such a gorgeous box. And then the figures that we got in it, I mean, it's just great to get some of those figures that I don't think would survive very well at retail like that and Magic and Dormammu and... Oh, for sure. You, you um... I think we can't underestimate the largesse that the success of the movies have given Hasbro to really push out stuff there that you would just never see under other circumstances. Um, and I think the fact that they used uh, the conventions to get stuff like that out there when they could have done, they could have really phoned it in um, says a lot about understanding um, who the collectors are. And those of us that have been, um, loyal to this line for a long time in the holes in the, the collection. I think that's been, for me, the most amazing thing about this year is the number of first-time characters uh, in Marvel Legends that really made me want to start actively buying this stuff again, which is awesome. What's kind of standing out to me looking at a list of everything that came out over this year is the amount of make good figures, figures that have been shown at cons over the years mm -hmm. and then never came out until just now. And there's quite a few of those that they finally checked off that list. You know, just going down the line, I'm seeing Sentry was something we saw two, three years ago. Then there's, oh, Blizzard had been teased quite a while ago. <laughs> Let's not forget Bulldozer. Bulldozer finished up the, the team for us finally. Tiger Shark, uh, I don't know that, you know, we necessarily needed him, but we got him and he finished a team. Rescue. Yes. You know what? I don't think I counted her. No, I was going to say she's not oh. on your list. 67 legends. Oh. <laughs> now we need to just find two more. <laughs> <laughs> so rescue is one I don't have and probably can never get. It is going on eBay alone for what the subscription service is here. But yes, they don't offer that subscription service overseas or in a lot of different countries but while they are the make goods like justin said i can't help but feel like the toy economy or what have you we're getting the figures they showed but not completely like it i'm just really irked about the lack of the pepper pots head on rescue i'm happy to have the armor versus no rescue at all but half of what made me excited for that figure was the fact that we were going to be getting pepper pots to hang out with tony stark Mm -mm. Well, I think particularly for the subscription figure as well, you know, you would think that they could have thrown stuff in there. Um, it wouldn't have been hard to get that extra head, but that those are the decisions that will always uh, confuse me. I think it's a much better choice as a subscription figure than uh, that gold Ultron was. I mean, that was just essentially a repaint, right? Literally a repaint. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, at, at least this way, I mean, that was, that was something that we saw at Toy Fair that year. I'm, rescue and we were saying hey cool but you know it's good that at least that came out mm. um similarly i'm glad that the uh that rogue will finally be come out and i'm even gladder that it's going to be the jim lee design one i didn't really care for that modern one it's just hey we're gonna get rogue cool and now we're gonna get what i think is a better rogue well, one thing that kind of stands out to me as well that seems to be sorely missing as i get more and more figures is that i'm starting to need more and more stands i wish they'd put stands back in as a pack-in I want the ones that they always display them with. 
those great little strips where you can pose them and you know, etc. I wish they'd just chuck those in. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, particularly for figures like Misty Knight, who has such a giant heavy head that she can't stand up on her own. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah, I find kind of the same thing. It's really helping the secondary market figure stand people and because I'm buying a lot more of those, but they don't work quite as well. I always found those, what were they, hexagonal or... Yeah, like hexagons. Yeah, to be a little bit too unique for good figure stands, though. They were. It was like, am I playing a game at Gen Con with these figures? Why is everything a hex? <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I see the stats on these figures? What's wrong here? <laughs> but they got the job done, you know, and the reason I brought that up is because, Jeff, you reminded me that Gold Ultron did come with a gold stand. And that was... You know, something they could at least maybe done with rescue if we're not going to get the head. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking if they if they put like a special if they put like a special socket on the underneath the underside of one of those stands. So yes, you could interchange it and put it on the head instead. So you got rescue a special stand head. Like, it's just the way that you said that made me think of that. So, but, I, but I do agree. I think that Dwight and those folks at Hasbro really get it. You know when. Vonner left Hasbro. I was a little bit concerned, and we went through a couple rough years there. I mean, Vonner didn't leave of his own accord. There was a restructuring. There were hardly any figures out. It was the year of Avengers. The articulation was down. But now that they've had a chance, because it takes a couple years for ideas to come to fruition, and we see what the line is truly like under Dwight, they get it well with things like the chameleon with the three heads and the silver main car with another head and the just they're going deep into some of these characters like fake ant-man and they're not all classic we also get some new things like superior venom which i don't know that the line would have had five years ago when they came back that's a good question how do we couch it like this how do you guys feel about the distribution of character choices like as opposed to are we getting too many comic characters are we getting too many movie characters are we getting too many current comic characters like to me i kind of look at this list and i feel like it's a little light on movie characters yeah i agree with you on that that's that's a you know that's it's cool that you can get that box set through amazon now especially when it was like half off a few days ago earlier but yeah i it that thor that's in that amazon exclusive four pack that should have been put out with the movies and it just seems that they're doing, you know, in some cases like X-Men, they have to only do comic ones. But it, it's, you know, I, that whole thing when uh, when Age of Ultron was out and there was that, you know, big controversy about there being no Black Widow toys out there. And it's like, well, yeah, there was, but it was out like a couple of years ago. But but if they had just thought, hey, you know, we've got this mold, let's just put it out again. You know, the, the people missed it, even though she wound up, you know, shelf warming a little bit towards the end of the, uh, of the whole Winter Soldier period. It's it's just it's kind of weird. I don't know. I mean, like that that three pack that came out, the shield pack. That was. It's like I saw that. And, you know, everybody has that Nick Fury body. Nobody wants it anymore. Um, yeah, most of the people have that uh, that Maria Hill body, but and that came out. But that you had to have Coulson. Have you been to Walmart lately? Most people don't have the Maria Hill body. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I walked into that one. <laughs> In a world where everyone has the Maria Hill body. <laughs> the one that stands out to me as a, a swing and a miss is Vision. 
we had a slot for a Vision character, and instead of going with the movie version, we get the Marvel Now version, which, okay, fine, but come on. The Ultron movie was just out. Let's get a, a movie version of Vision out there. Yeah, that's that's the other thing that I have a, a slight gripe. It's an understandable thing that you know that they have to do, but it does start to give me the same negative vibes that I was getting back when Mattel was doing DC Universe about how they just have you know the figure and everybody's costume would be painted on, and that's what I didn't like about this particular vision. I actually prefer the five point of articulation vision a lot more to it. It's weird. Was well, he's movie accurate? Yeah. That vision was actually one of my favorite Marvel Legends figures that came out this year. Well, those are fighting words, sir. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Civil I'm not war. dinging the figure. I'm not dinging the figure. It's a great figure. I'm just dinging the choice of that particular version of Vision rather than doing a movie one. It, it might just be that they didn't have enough lead time with the movie design in order to get a good Marvel Legends super articulated movie accurate vision out there whereas it's probably a lot easier to tool up those five points of articulation figures and get them out three four months after the movie whereas vision was out in end of june end of june start of july so they might have just not had enough time with that let me ask though to kind of turn justin's question on its ear how many movie characters do you want versus comic characters because when i think of marvel legends I think of it primarily, you know, especially going back to Toy Biz and everything, as a comic line. And when we were getting our movie figures, yes, they were in the same scale, but we had the Walmart-exclusive Captain America 6-inch line, or we had the Iron Man 2 6-inch line. They were their own lines of figures, and then they'd also throw in comic versions of characters to confuse the hell out of everything. But I don't know that if I had to choose between having a classic comic set of Avengers assembled or having the new movie set of Avengers assembled, I think I'd, I don't know. I'm really torn on which one I'd choose. I would go with movie because for the simple reason that the comic characters have been around forever. You can always do them. Whereas movie characters, there's a specific time frame where they're going to be of interest, where they're going to sell. And personally, I think that when you have a, even, you know, like you mentioned Winter Soldier, there's, there was no Falcon in that. There absolutely should have been a Falcon, even if it was a last-minute design thing. But we didn't need, you know, the, the Marvel Now cap. I mean, it was nice to have it as a comparative. You know, people who are into it the, in the comic series now, great. They've got that current uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? Current incarnation. Yay, I can speak English. Uh -huh. um, but then, you know, we did not need that Red Skull. We really didn't. We could have used the head of the Red Skull as like a pack-in to put on some other body. But it, – it's it's just I, I feel when a movie is out, the merchandise that's for that movie and branded to that movie should be focused on that movie. And that's, uh, you know, the Thanos wave. What the hell? <laughs> you know, you, you, had, you had Hulk, Iron Man, Captain America. And I pretty much think that was it for movie characters out of that wave, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't collect movie figures. I only collect the comic ones. So I'm comic all the way. I guess I like a nice mix of them, but... I wouldn't want to see Legends, and I don't know that Legends would necessarily survive if they did a whole wave of just movie figures. Plus, I think what Dwight told us a year or so ago at San Diego was they're using the movies to backdoor in the Legends instead of just having the Legends line because they did that and it didn't work. That's why we never got Rogue. That's why we never got Bulldozer. That's why we never got Blade. And by doing it movie branded, they're able to bring out the characters in a way that is apparently more exciting either for retailers or for collectors and tie it in and say, oh, 
look, this is our Avengers Age of Ultron line. That's a huge movie. You want to stock our products. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. I just I would personally I would like to see maybe one or two more movie characters sprinkled in throughout the year. Not asking for a big, you know, flip on its head. Just there's there's a few that they really should have gotten out there. But at the same time, a lot of these characters are going to continue going forward and we'll have chances with new movies coming out to get a Falcon or a Vision. So it's not like the time has come and gone and we'll never have a chance again. Yeah, we just now got from Avengers 1 that S.H.I.E.L.D. 3-pack with Coulson and Maria Hill and Nick Fury. I mean, that is clearly an Avengers 1-pack because the movies refuse to admit that Coulson's still alive anywhere. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not... I I think that waiting for the demand to be right and maybe to beat is right with the time for tooling and everything else, I would think that next year or with Infinity War a movie-style vision is fairly likely. The thing that really surprised me in all of this is the lack of Quicksilver love. I mean, we got a Scarlet Witch comic version in The Legend. We got a Scarlet Witch movie version in the 5 POA. Quicksilver got nothing. And don't forget, there's the little tiny one, too. We did get a Quicksilver in the 2-inch. Yeah, well, there's a Scarlet Witch 2-inch. She got covered, but this was the lamest Quicksilver. Yeah, I mean, he's just like yeah. CrossFit Quicksilver. Like, who wants a CrossFit guy? <laughs> <laughs> I would actually have preferred like back when when um when Days of Future Past was coming and um uh, Ethan what's his nuts was doing those Carl's Jr. commercials as Quicksilver. And I was like, God damn, this is the stupidest looking guy ever. I'm I, this is this is gonna the movie is gonna be so dumb and it turned out to be the yeah. best thing about the movie. And it was awesome. I would still prefer even even back then when I thought that was a ridiculous outfit, I would still prefer a figure of him than I would of Age of Ultron's Quicksilver. Yeah, it, it's Evan Peters. He's on American Horror Story too. He's, he's he was fantastic sorry, on that. Yeah. Sorry about that, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. Yes. So. He's a big fan sorry. of the show. Yeah, sorry. Well, that was just anybody named named Ethan in general. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, I, I don't think that anybody could follow up that Quicksilver performance. I mean, the other guy I can't even I know he played kick ass, but I don't know. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Thank you. He must have known he was being set up for failure. That was Kick-Ass? Yeah. Yeah. That's the same kid? Yeah. Yeah. Same kid. Wow. He was also the guy in the new Godzilla movie. Yeah, he went all around the world and nobody, he went all around the world like three times over and he he took up screen times that we never got to see Godzilla. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you Uh, know, the Scarlet Witch was an Olsen sister. That I did know. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, she was cool in that. You know, one big mission that I think also... um, no yellow jacket. How do we have an Ant-Man wave with no yellow jacket? I mean, we have we had Asp, we had Wasp and Ant-Man. And that Ant-Man figure, that's still one of the, I think, one of the best looking figures that came out this year. But, man, the yellow jacket would have been awesome. Figure, right, the only movie figure from that, that yeah. movie. Ant-Man got the shaft. I mean, let's take a look at this. In the three and three quarter inch, we got Ant-Man with Antony. <laughs> Antony. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they didn't have any of the two inch figures line stuff. Not that I'm bemoaning that fact, but we didn't. <laughs> and how One much sense might make sense. Made. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when they did when they did Guardians and they didn't put out, you know, those um uh those you know the soap bottle figures. They didn't do one of Groot. That would have been perfect. That would have been the character for that size. And now here we've got these crappy Marvel three hundred figures out now, but we can't do Ant Man in a small scale. What the hell? 
And we got a couple of legends in there. We, I mean, there was a wave, but yeah, not movie figures and no yellow jacket in any form. It felt like they just went all in on Age of Ultron. And then, you know, it's like they put all their chips on black, but then put a tiny stack on red. <laughs> I, I would have swapped out the giant man, uh, the not giant giant man in that Ant-Man wave for a yellow jacket. I felt like that giant man figure didn't make any sense um, in terms of there was no, it's it's not a comic accurate figure. It's not a oversized figure. It was just weird. So a was, yellow jacket would have worked better for me. It was another retooled Bucky cap pretty much. Eh. That That's the, again, I, I think I mentioned that before, but that's, that's the concern that I have with Marvel legends going forward is they, you know, it, I'm, I hate to say it and it's kind of weird for me to, to hear myself say it, but I'm getting kind of tired of that Bucky cap mold. I don't know why, but it's, I just, I'm seeing it in like two or three figures out of every wave now. I don't know. I'm sorry. Maybe we, I can't have nice things. No. <laughs> well, this is a line that exists for part reuse and yeah, eventually they're going to need to update the cap mold. Maybe there's a new cap coming next year. Do we know what body that's on? Has anyone been able to figure that out? I think that's on the whatever is is it, it's not the Bucky Cap body, but like the next size up that they use for I want to say Toxin, but I'm not sure if that one's too big or not. Yeah, I it didn't remember. look super muscular like Toxin, yeah. but Sentry uh, was that the same figure? So, I mean, same mold as as Toxin? I don't know. I'm looking to Justin you... to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are similar. They both have that barrel chest, which I call the Luke Cage chest, because that's the first place I saw it. Ah. Hmm. What about the other lines? I mean, we talked a little bit about the 5 POA and the 2-inch. I am sadly all in on the, I guess it's 2.5-inch figures. I haven't opened a single one, making me really question my own financial purchases. But... <laughs> <laughs> really? That's the thing that caused you to question your financial purchases? <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm sure that there's going to be some stuff we pull out of a box because we're purging a little and getting rid of some dupes and things like that. And Going through a box with Arnie is always entertaining, where he's like, well, I don't remember buying this. Why did I buy this? This is horrible. I kind of feel that way every time <laughs> I see the two and a half inch figures. Yes. Well, the nice thing, Arnie, is that now we're in the holiday season, and very soon you'll be able to take all those two and a half figures that you probably photographed, at least, and are never going to open, and you can take them right back to the store, no questions asked. Jeff, how many of those photos have you edited of two and a half inch figures? I don't think many. That's because I, I, I haven't shot a single yep. damn one. So just shoot wow. them, get them out of the way, and take them back. <laughs> Are you guys, am I the only one on here who's buying those things, though? I, I've i had no trouble finding them in stores, I'll put it that way. <laughs> I, I bought some of them when they first came out because, you know, I do like miniature things. Something like that that's that scale, I can appreciate when they're, they're done well, when they have, you know, a lot of detail, and especially they're painted well. And these, you know, they're okay for what they cost, but... You know, I, I bought, uh, I think I bought like one of all the main characters in the first wave, except for Thor. But after that, I just, it's like I kept, you know, seeing them on the shelf and, oh, all right, well, they got this one. And I think what killed it for me was that two pack that came with uh, an Iron Man and that, I don't know what to call him, that like, uh, that hello, my baby, hello, my honey, Hulk, you know, where he's like kind of in, in like a, a grand singing pose. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> It's like because the, the the picture they use on the on the, the packaging, you know, he looks angry. He looks cool. And it's like, hey, yeah, I would get that. And I've never seen one of those, and I've seen a lot of them that did not have a totally goofy looking face on them. Like it's just, you know, kind of like mugging for the camera. It's like, I don't know. 
<laughs> you know, I, I, I like the idea of having, you know, miniature play sets. Didn't buy any of them when it came out. Um, I like the idea of having, you know, a Quinjet in that scale. Didn't buy it when it came out. So I don't, I don't know. It's just somebody's buying them because they, I keep seeing them, you know, disappearing and get re, getting replenished, less so now. But they, they sold something. They did well enough, apparently. You called out why I buy these, and it's the vehicles. I mean, when I started collecting Marvel movie figures... I was lucky and had helicarriers in the three and three quarter inch scale and Quinjets that landed on helicarriers in three and three quarter inch scale. <laughs> and cap Jeeps and cap mobile command centers. <laughs> <laughs> and Spider-Man motorcycles. You can never have too many Spider-Man motorcycles. <laughs> and now if you want that kind of, well, I think you, they still have the pull and go Spider-Man motorcycles, but if you want Quinjets and things like that, again, movie accurate, it's... <laughs> Marjorie, which would you pick? Two and a half inches or nothing? <laughs> That's a loaded question. It is, isn't it? Uh, well, it should be. This is really going to determine how your Saturday night yeah. selfie goes. So. <laughs> how much you get there? Let's say if there's nothing, do I have other things laying around? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my approach on it, too. Uh, you know, if I'm walking out of the store with nothing, I, you know, eventually picked up a, a vision in two and a half inches. You know, that's that's about the only time that I really paid attention to that line is when I saw something that kind of caught my eye. There was nothing else to buy. So I was like, yeah, all right, here's here's seven bucks. I've got a little mini vision now. You paid seven bucks for that? Isn't that what they cost? I hope not. Like six. Yeah, yeah they were they were pretty pricey. And I'd like to point out that Arnie sought out to buy those. It wasn't something where he's like, oh, there's nothing else. I guess I'll get this. No, he he actually bought those. I stalked Hasbro Toy Shop for the second waves. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, this is the million dollar question. You gotta be honest. Did you buy those Iron Man and War Machine motorcycles in that scale? <laughs> well, they came with the figures, so yes. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> did you I have any you. doubt? <laughs> I don't know. I thought there might be a line drawn somewhere. <laughs> No, there's no lines. You know that. Arnie lives on a big Etch-a-Sketch. The five POA figures are something from everybody's childhood, and some of them actually look okay. Uh, others don't, and that's why you didn't buy most of them. And But again, like you know, I mentioned before, some of these two-and-a-half-inch figures do look okay. It's just, I don't know, just... Uh, I'm never going to look just, at that Hulk the same way again, Jeff. Oh, God, that one is <laughs> that one is terribly awesome and awesomely terrible. Wait, I guess here we, I still have them. I have them right here. Oh, you beautiful bastard, you do. Yeah, I guess for does, I guess yeah. for me with these two and a half inch figures, I'm not completely against the idea because if they were to do something where they had like a gift set of the entire Hall of Armor of Iron Man outfits, I would buy that at that scale. That would be cool. But it's the things that they put in here that I just can't care about. You know, it's like like you said, I'm paying six or seven bucks for a figure and then some piece of translucent plastic that is half of a Ultron body that wasn't in the movie with the giant chainsaw arm you know and that should have been in the movie how kick ass would that have been in the movie let's just i went in expecting this kind of thing in the movie i wanted all kinds of like army of darkness ultrons <laughs> i'll tell you what justin and and maybe arnie you can join me in on uh, join in with me on this one i'll go through my drawer my drawer of whatever and find out you know find where i still have these little small guys that i did buy, and i will send you all the translucent ultron parts that i have Please don't. so that that way you can just make you can just make like that. Remember Iron Man assemblers, and we had that that contest like who could make the most ridiculous combination of Iron Man parts. We could do that with this. The winner gets shot in the head. I don't know. Oh my! 
the winner gets all of Justin's Ultron parts. There you go. <laughs> Still, I think they've done some nice stuff this year in these smaller lines. The 5 POA line has finally won me over. You know, previously it was like, especially the Iron Man assemblers. I was feeling really crappy about those. But with the Target exclusive pack we got this year with trench coat Hawkeye and everything. And then I really liked the Toys R Us two packs they did for Age of Ultron. They were repaints, but hey, you wanted Age of Ultron Black Widow. There you got it in a fairly nicely articulated three and three quarter inch. Yeah, and I just saw um, recently uh, a Hawkeye with a Falcon pack. Yeah. Which surprised me. <laughs> I didn't realize oh, it's really? going. Yeah, yeah. It's, I had to order that one Hawkeye. online. I'd never found it in stores. Yeah, they're, they're the same figures that were released previously, but it's, you know, it's cool to see them. But yeah, yeah was... like and another another one that that Target three pack of those five POA figures for uh, uh, Age of Ultron that came with the was the Mark 43 and then uh, the first version of Ultron and then the ultimate Ultron. That first version of Ultron, it's like that, you know, that banged up Iron Legion suit. That is that's it's that's an awesome little figure. I mean, it's so well done, even though it's just, you know. This is a crappy little five POA figure, but it's an awesome one. It's like that was worth it. I picked up a couple of those when they were on target clearance just for that figure. That one reminds me of the vintage IG-88 from my childhood. So I do have a little soft spot for that, that figure. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to those target packs, yeah, that was the only way to get the super articulated Mark 43 armor. So that's that was worth it for me. You know, the other ones were repaints, you know, that maybe were a little bit more movie accurate, but... Getting a three and three quarter inch super articulated Iron Man suit, I'm in. So looking back, what is your single favorite Hasbro item from 2016? And that's a big pool to pull from. I guess I should ask before we choose that, does anyone have a Titan hero in the running? And if so, (laughs) you're going to have to hang up now. (laughs) To be, don't you get certain Titans? Unfortunately. Do I have a Titan hero in the running that I particularly like this year? No, it, I was excited to see that that Black Widow is coming out in the Titan Heroes line next year because that means we can check off another line that Black Widow is in. But was there a really good Titan Hero this year? Yeah, the Hulkbuster, that giant, way too expensive for me to actually purchase Hulkbuster. I've seen some really well done repaints of that Hulkbuster, but I don't have the talent to do them. Wait, which one are you talking about, Arne? Are you talking about the the one that has sounds and light ups? Are you talking about the one that is strictly just a bigger plastic one. I'm talking about the pool toy that you put the other Iron Man in. Okay. Yeah, because... I, fa- I found that at a store, and he's like, oh, if you find this, buy this for me. So I sent a picture of it, and it was like 40 bucks. 45 And he's like, I don't want that at that price. I thought it was going to be 19 <laughs> <laughs> Because the other day I saw an Iron Man in that scale. So now they're doing an Iron Man Mark, I think, 43 or something like that in that huge, even bigger Titan scale now. Well, no, no, those are the Jack-specific figures. Ooh, maybe. Yeah, the like 18 inch 5 POA. They're in a like white L shaped box. Possibly. You know what? I, I kind of glanced at it and rolled my eyes at the same time. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's Jack specific <laughs> getting in on the underpainted, under articulated. <laughs> you can also get like a weirdly four foot Spider Man. Uh, yeah, but those are useful because like that one guy did with the Stormtrooper one, you can like cut them out and make them into a costume for your small child. I'm serious. Somebody did that. I know. I saw that. I was just thinking about <laughs> how, like, awesome. one day it's going to be slightly too small for that child who's going to find himself stuck in it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. 
is so funny. Um, from a from a I guess in terms of favorites for me, from on the oh wow, I can't believe they actually made that character front. Machine Man for me was a real um, you know cool comic book obscure character figure. Um, you know from a toy just really good toy perspective, it's hard to go past the the Hulkbuster build a figure. I think that's just such an accomplishment um, to uh, get out there. That that for me was a real standout. Um, but favorite purchase has got to be the Book of Ashanti set. Like, wow. Okay, don't think I'm crazy, but I declared the Ghost Rider and the Rhino Wave as the best figure of the year. Perhaps the I don't best think legend. I don't think you're crazy. I, no. That was I well in the running for me. Okay, I yeah. mean, it was yeah. phenomenal. I kind of like Ghost Rider. He's kind of fun. And I think that this figure, because it's really hard to do flames... It's yeah. just it's just such a hard thing to do, and a lot of times they just end up looking stupid or cheesy or both. And this one, we opened it, and I'm like, wow, that is badass. And it was so good. They got the translucent right. They got everything right on that figure, and I think that might be the best one of the year. Hmm. Are we specifically talking about Hasbro best figure of the year? or Yeah, any scale, but something Hasbro. I mean, we didn't talk about the Marvel Universe line at all, but if we had... North Star getting released was a pretty big deal. It's not a really great figure, and I would have liked him a lot more if he had been $6 like the Marvel Universe figures had been when they started instead of like $12 when they actually came out. But I liked finally getting North Star, and I liked uh, some of the Marvel Infinite series figures that we got on the old Marvel Universe bodies, like the Blue Deadpool and the Colossus Juggernaut. Good point. Honestly, this is really sad. I started... Marvelicious Toys because I was so excited about the Marvel Universe and Iron Man 2 three and three quarter inch toy lines. But Hasbro has ignored the three and three quarter inch lines so much that sometimes I'd forget even when they're coming and I'll get a case of figures from Dorkside Toys and be like, what did I order? And oh, they came out with new three and three quarter inch figures. Hey, there's two colors of Beast and two colors of Sandman. And just I think with the slightly reduced articulation and everything they've got going on there. I'm still really excited that they're continuing the line. North Star, man, I was his biggest champion when he wasn't out. And now that he's out, it's like, oh, oh all right, we got North Star. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited to get some figures I didn't think we'd get in three and three quarter inch scale, though. I mean, specifically, like, they don't do a whole lot of women in that scale, so Shanna the She-Devil and Black Cat are a couple of more obscure figures to go in that line. And then, of course, Korg and Thunderstrike. I feel like yes. my excitement in that line matches that of Hasbro's excitement in that line. I feel like the packaging is just underwhelming. The distribution to stores makes it seem like I haven't seen a new shipment since the beginning of summer on those. So I can only be as excited as Hasbro is to get those out there. I, I When I get the figures and I have them in my hands, I'm like, yeah, this is great. But as far as going out of my way to get them, uh, I just I haven't made the effort. Yeah, those, those are hard to uh, come by here and hard for me sometimes to justify the price of international shipping. Um, but I, I do really enjoy that line just because they've gone so deep with characters. So I try and pick up the never-before-done characters. The last wave, the North Star wave, has not made it here at all yet. I haven't seen any of those in person as yet. Yeah, I think for me, I've, you know, I've 
I think pretty much all of us, we all grew up with the three and three quarter inch figures being, you know, pretty much the scale for action figures. Marvel Universe was one of the major things for me. But it's just over the last year, something in my head has gotten to accept the fact that, and it's it's strike, you know, it's, it's strictly from seeing them at Target, uh, that these figures are now going to cost me between thirteen and sixteen dollars a piece, when a six inch one will cost me twenty or twenty two, depending on where to go. Mm. And so a lot of that and. Granted, that's to my knowledge, that's still pretty much only Target. I mean, Toys R Us still has them for ten bucks a piece. I don't know what Walmart charges for them because I don't think they carry them anymore. But that's something about that. It's just I don't know. I, I've sort of like blocked out a lot of the line now. I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens next year when they start calling the Marvel Legends and the packaging gets a really nice facelift and a bunch of you know a whole bunch of more new cool characters. But as far as the uh, like I, I, I got to go with Legends for Hasbro, really. And so uh, with that, I guess it's I kind of have two things. I, I was one that I was most impressed by and one that was my favorite thing that I appreciated getting the most. The one I was most impressed by impressed by was Ant-Man. Uh, it's just you can't go wrong with black, red and silver. The and- Eric O'Grady. No, no, no. The, the, the movie one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it turns out it's inaccurate. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, maybe I like that one more now. <laughs> but I just thought that that was, I mean, that had everything that I love about Marvel Legends into it. I mean, the, the sculpting, the detail in the sculpt, as well as the detail in the paint. Um, yeah, sure, the eyes could have been done better, but, you know, it's not that huge of a deal. Um, I just think that that one got it all right with the, you know, the bonus Anthony pack-in and, you know, the, the little, you know, one-inch Ant-Man that I didn't have to, you know, pay 10 or 12 bucks for at San Diego to get. Um, hmm. But then the, the one I was most appreciative of, the one I was happiest to get, uh, is ironically one of the least well-received figures of the year, and that would be Heroic Age Hawkeye from the Allfather Wave, because um, that helps me round out my uh, Heroic Age collection. I really loved the idea of the Heroic Age from Marvel Comics, and I thought it was a it was a wet, must uh, a much needed turn of events after all the crap that had gone on the previous years, and unfortunately didn't really didn't pan out too well but i i love that design of him i i just have him next to him bucky cap bleeding edge iron man the thor from the first wave return of marvel legends and commander rogers so if i can get like a decent she hulk put there if i can get uh maybe i'll take the planet hulk i finally found maybe i'll customize him to give him a beard and gray hair i don't know but so those are those are for me the best ones that hasbro did this year Hmm. yeah i guess that leaves me huh you and i yep and I, I have a feeling Arnie is going to least mention the IBM suit body that came out this year. Sadly, <laughs> you know what? I was looking, I asked the question, but I hadn't made up my mind. And I was thinking back and I'm like, what is my favorite from the year? And my mind went to that Entertainment Earth exclusive Guardians of the Galaxy set because there were just so many alternate heads and pieces in that. I bought two so I could just display a lot of those figures alternate ways and the book of Ashanti. But then like, if I look at my actual purchasing, I have to say chameleon. If I'm being completely honest, I have like eight of the freaking thing. <laughs> I've started customizing. I bought some sons of anarchy figures. The Ron Perlman character, the action figure is like three bucks on eBay. And he has a cigar in his hand that you can like cut off. I've been gluing it into J. Jonah Jameson's mouth and slapping it on a head. And I've been like just starting to look at acrylic paints and I can paint up different colors of the suit. So 
as much as I think that a guy in a suit is incredibly boring and I would love to feel prouder standing here going Craven or Ghost Rider or hell, even Grim Reaper, uh, Chameleon. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I mean, I think everybody has mentioned something that hits a high point for me this year. I mean, my favorite Build-A-Figure has got to be the Hulkbuster. That is just an impressive piece for a Build-A-Figure. And Marjorie, you nailed it, that Ghost Rider. I mean, we were oohing and on over that during the review, and it's... I, re I remember how excited you were to find out his jaw was articulated. I mean, that's that's a neat little thing they put in there that they didn't have to. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm appreciative of having a suit body because the customizing possibilities are endless there. But Arnie, you mentioned him a little bit. Craven to me just is everything an action figure should be and shows just how far they can go with a legends figure and making it feel completely new. Even if they're using parts from here and there. I mean, if you look at him, he's got brand new sculpted parts, a really hefty vest made out of a lion's head, you know, and they gave him skull kneecaps. I mean, come on. This is, this is, to what they tried to do in the three and three quarter inch version of this a few years ago, just so much better. Like they tried and missed that time. This time they hit everything absolutely perfectly right on it. So with all that, I have to make Craven my favorite purchase of the year. It's an awesome, awesome figure. It is one that stands out. And when I look at the detail on it, it brings the awe in me that's usually reserved for something like a premium format figure or a hot toy. I'm just like, wow, that feels quality. Which is why I'm not proud about Chameleon. <laughs> well, with that, I think we're gonna wrap up the first part of our year in review show. I wanna thank everyone for joining me. We are gonna be reconvening in two weeks to take a look at the rest, the hot toys, the Funkos, the Play Imaginatives, Legos, Figuarts, and probably some discussion of premium format figures in there as well. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can see more videos and reviews by subscribing to the Marvelicious Toys YouTube channel. You can find the link from our homepage. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4. That's 803-627-8354. Or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Arnie Carvalho. Marvelicious Podcast Video Enhancement by Andrew, Daryl, Richard, and Barrett. Marvelicious Website Design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Scott Curtis and Jeff. Announcements by Brock. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. 
If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all that the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media Production copyright 2016, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. First of all, I gotta say I can't believe nobody has said this already. But Scott, please, I need you to do me a big favor. I need you to yeah. run to your bathroom, flush your toilet, uh, and tell me which yeah. direction the water goes in. Ah, <laughs> oh, the old Coriolis effect. Yeah. <laughs> Australian toilets are very different from American toilets. So Australian toilets don't really keep uh, much water in them. But yeah, it's it's actually quite strange. Like when I go back to the states now, because I grew up um, not very far away from where. Marjorie and Arnie live, and I must warn you, my mother still lives there, so you're in danger. Um, the, and uh, American toilets have got a lot of water in them, so you know you kind of end up feeling like the, the splashback effect is pretty gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Marvelous Toys 2015. <laughs> so how did we get on this? I don't know. It was this is all part of Jeff's introduction. <laughs> Jeff's fascinated right by to toilets the around the world. Well, I, I was going to segue into Marjorie's whole boot situation, but that could. I, I'm boot free. That's where we were going with the Australian toilet. Never mind. Uh-huh. Forget it. Old Simpsons <laughs> ref. Never mind. Uh, hey. I think that it might have been also that it suffered from way too effing many characters. There was so much involved. We've got a different. Why are you making that face, Arnie? I was belching. Okay. <laughs> I, I, thought I, quiet. I thought I said something inappropriate, and you're like, no, you can't say that. <laughs> no, I'm just to get it out. <laughs> okay, well, I'll continue. Keep repeat that, please. Yes. <laughs> now, wait a second, guys, though. With with the five POA figures you were just... All right, forget... I. I I have no idea what I was saying. Go. <laughs> he was you trying bought, to justify. His... I think you were trying to justify it by saying that we we bought some of the five POA figures. Yep, that's where I was going. Uh... Okay. Well, he, okay, that's that's fine. 